Hello, this is episode 254 of the Purple Psychology Podcast. I'm Nisha O'Reilly. This podcast is on adoption and racism. It's funny, I wrote out the notes for this podcast and then I went and sort of meditated on the beach and I was going to record a completely different podcast. And I saw on my social media that I shared one of the books I was going to talk about in this podcast exactly three years ago. So I think I'm going to go record two podcasts and one of them I've got nicely prepared notes for and the other one will be whatever happens. So I often take months to think about podcasts. I tried to not record them when I'm working on the themes, but I try to give distance and perspective and watch for the outcomes too before I start talking about topics. In a way, this podcast probably began with seeing the film line and reading the book afterwards. And I'm going to struggle with the name, so I'll include a link to the book in the description. With the part of that story that struck me so much, besides the fascinating story of using Google Earth for the adopted boy to trace his roots back in, in India and find his hometown again, the part that was really striking when I read the book was that, as the writer said, his adopted brother spent an extra two years in an orphanage where he was continually abused. And he attributed much of his struggles in his later life to that time. It was a case of a set of paperwork being pushed around for two years that caused him so much extra suffering in his life. There are so many inadequacies in terms of child adoption. And the point that was made in that book was that in terms of international adoption, we really haven't got it right yet. And we seem to go from one extreme to the other. We've only begun to open the horrors of the Irish mother and baby homes here. And in that case, there was no accountability and no sense of tracing. And again, another book and another film, Philomena, really brought that to light. But there are more challenging conversations for me to try and navigate around the idea of taking a child to a better life through adoption. And yes, of course, you want to offer them all that they've not had, love, food, shelter, a home. But there is an underlying assumption that your white life is better than their culture. And I swear that we could make an Olympic sport in Ireland of the backhanded compliment. Sure, aren't you great to take them in? He's black, but he's lovely. Like, all of these comments that come out, particularly, I hate to say, from the rural relations, and anybody Irish who's left Ireland and is listening to this abroad knows exactly what I'm talking about because they have the, the contrast of rural Ireland to where they're now living. And I can, I can hear you giggling. And what I realised a few months ago is that I then need to navigate the story that you do present to them about their skin tone and their origins and their roots. In essence, it all depends on where you grow up as to what story you hear. And this is the part where it gets very tricky. Because, of course, as a black child, they eventually need to hear the struggles for civil rights. It's such a fundamental aspect of humanity and what has taken place. But it does it need to be their forming story? And is there a difference in the demographic where you grow up? This was the part that I really tossed around in my head a few months ago. 
and lost a lot of sleep over it. I've read countless articles and explanations of black families telling their teens the dangers of being stopped by the police, the do's and don'ts, how your life depends on this, the reality that you present to them at a certain age in order to keep people safe. It's horrifying. I, I've written about the glow which every parent must be both terrified to develop in case somebody white feels challenged by it and wishes to just merely stamp it out, to stamp out the light. But yet every parent wants to live in pride of helping to develop and create that glow. It's like the biggest internal conflict for any parent, particularly in America and the UK currently. And I can't imagine the internal torture of trying to do the best for your child continually and trying to keep them safe. But if I take the case of an adopted child in a different land, what I realized is that the postcode dictates all. As I learned in late December when a young black man of 27 was shot in Ireland. And I spoke then of the privilege of white people that we've worked with having a meltdown moment with the knife and having the fortune to live through the event, to be able to call the guards to your home for help and for them to help and to not shoot somebody, to not kill somebody. And so again, the reality that you present depends on their demographics. And I had this really big question in my head, why can't everyone just grow up with pride in their tone, in their roots, regardless of others' perceptions? Why can't you see them for their beauty and not as someone that you need to rescue from their home. And why do I know that this matters so much? That I knew that Muhammad Ali was the first hero they needed to hear about. Because I know that their whole self, their confidence, their right to develop comes from the external world. I know this. I see the pitfalls of it long before other people do. It so depends on the personality whether it's an internal process that takes place for you, whether you internally decide what you need in the world or you reach from that external place constantly for validation and for your sense of self. And now those are polar opposite conversations. And so I'm left to score books very carefully for their message. In one demographic, I would recommend that you read Jason Reynolds or Nick Stone's Dear Martin, which was the book that came up on my social media today. Those are the books that I, I would wish you to present to your, your young teen boys in particular. But in another demographic, I want them to hear Muhammad Ali's truth first. And I want them to hear that over the battles of the civil rights movement. And not everybody may agree with that, but I think that for certain personalities growing up in certain demographics, they need a pride in their beauty of their skin tone before they need to hear of the struggles that that brings. And so we have so many motivations packed into each of our choices. And the lives of these growing souls depends on each one of those. And so what I wrote months ago is success is not saving someone from their roots. And all too often, what I see as the premise for adoption is that you are saving somebody. 